I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Effort podcast. March 2023, we come to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain, and joining me is a man who has been fired as St Kilda's IT bloke. It is Adam Rosenbachs. G'day, Michael. G'day, Junk Timers. It was going to be an exciting time as we count down into round one, but I find myself in this time of hyperinflation and a shocking economy once again out of work, Michael, and... You just you can't believe my luck sometimes. So I was uh, hired as the IT manager down at St Kilda, and what all clubs do in the preseason is they film all the pre uh, preseason trial matches against opposition. So in St Kilda, we're playing Fremantle, and then once that has uh, been filmed, it's recorded and uploaded to a general sort of Dropboxy thing where all the other teams can access it and have a look at the teams and to see what's going on. We all did it. We all do it. I made the mistake. Now, normally it's uploaded without audio. Yep. I didn't know that. It's my first week in the job, uh. right? So I we had obviously the audio of brand new St Kilda coach Ross Lyon in the box. And I thought what they wanted me to do was to clip up all of Ross's audio into subfolders, into topics, and put those up on the website for everyone to access. Uh-huh. And these are the folders that I uploaded. So these are the names of the folders and you can find the audio clips that you were after. Easy access. Very easy access. You just go through, scroll through and be like, oh, I want to hear what he says about this. Yep. And then you would go through it. So the folders' names were, and I'm sorry to St Kilda for putting this up there and bringing up some bad blood that you know clearly you're not happy with. But the names of the folders were uh, weak cunts, <laughs> shit cunts, lame cunts, Weak fuck, shit fuck, fuck fucks, soft fucking fucks, lurking low dog fuck, list clogging fucks, should have been abandoned as a child, pale fucks, stupid dogs, imbecile dog fucks, can't kick cunts, weaker than a little girl fucks, pretty good kick that, stupid dumb motherfucking fucking dog cunts. Uh huh. And then. And uh, just put it, that was the first quarter. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. There was a not a Nathan Fife, I love you kind of uh, uh, folder there. Not that I heard. That might have come in the later quarters, but mm-hmm. I didn't get to that before I got sacked. So yep. I, um, once again, am out of a job. Now, can you imagine? So this, uh, they found out a couple of days after this got uploaded and they realised that the audio had gone to air. Can Dude. you imagine? The person. As, as you are the IT manager. Dude. Sitting back, you, maybe you're at home, you know, you put it up there, you're going, oh, job done, click, going home, taking it easy. You work in IT at a football club. Like, how much IT is there? Like, how many employees? It's not like you're working at A and Z. You've got to stop, you know, cyber attacks and shit like that. Like, you're, you're helping people with uh, get Excel, helping them get, you know, Word, creating a Google Drive for oh, them. Oh, I beg to differ, though. You're putting up uh, articles on a website that only rabid crazy ass sad fans like us read 
So you're putting all those together. You're editing up maybe, or maybe it's the social media manager who puts, you know, has a chat to the 43rd bloke on the list and goes, oh, someone will watch this. Yeah, for sure. It's like, and I do. It's like, get to know, you know, Adam Rosenbach's. Yes. Adam, what's your favourite food? Adam, yeah. what's your favourite band? Adam, what's your favourite film? Shawshank Redemption, obviously. Of course. They shouldn't even bother. But imagine this guy. So he's gone home. He's probably gone to the... The wife's gone, how was today? And he's gone, fucking had a rip. It was a trial <laughs> match. Had a trial match against Frio. Did you have to do much? No, no, really. Just... um. Uh, they just film it and I just upload it to this uh, thing. It's fucking, you can do it with your eyes shut. They're bloody you kidding themselves, paying me this much just to <laughs> do nothing. And I can't do anything wrong. I, they can't work computers. They think I'm magical. <laughs> Tell them about Google Drives. They're going, what's this Google thing you're talking about? Yeah. I'm still on Bing. So then he gets a text message come through go, hey, um, mate, I just got on there. <laughs> I was looking at today's trial match and it's got the audio from Ross Lyon. Is that just us that can hear that? And he's going, oh. No, that, that, that must be just a file that he can hear. It goes in there, checks it out. Every other club has access <laughs> to this. Now, can you imagine his drive into work the next day? Or say he was still at work. No, just, no, 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 no. Ross immediately showed up at his house five <laughs> minutes later. Imagine that conversation. Because the, the outcome of this was Ross Lyon had to go and front the playing group yeah. and apologise. Uh, he had to, like, front foot it. And go out there and say, hey, fellas, there may be audio floating around that does not shine some of you <laughs> in such a great... I know it's hard to believe, Cuddly Ross. Yep. You may not come across as... Um, I may not paint you in the greatest light as footballers or, f- or humans or men. Now... And also on top of that, look, some of the words, okay, about you may not be perfect, but I want to warn you well as well, there's a lot of deep fake AI going around at the minute. So, yes, you know, yeah. so you know, it could be someone doing impersonation of me. <laughs> <laughs> that could be possible. Just imagine the whiteness when you explain to Ross yeah. what happened. Yeah. You go, so I upload the file. Yeah, that's fine. We do it at all the games. Yep. Yeah, but uh, you were being recorded in the box. Is that right? Was I? <laughs> he just reaches was... into the, 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 the second drawer in his desk and just pulls out a barbed wire baseball bat that he has handy <laughs> for occasions like this. But the St. Kilda players just... actually said that they actually admired him for getting on the front foot. And, and they said they actually he actually explained kind of a, a rough transcript of what he was saying. And they were actually yeah. like, actually, you know, it was nothing too bad. Although I do think if Ross is there going, yeah, this is what I said. And yeah. I go, oh, yeah, I actually complimented you quite profusely. Yes, yes. I was probably over the top. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I actually apologise for pumping you up too much. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to get too far ahead of yourselves. And I apologise for that, Sigurda players. <laughs> I really do get out there. They said they had more respect for him after he got on the front foot. I love that term now. Yeah, We're hearing that term more and more now, getting on the front foot to um yeah. to apologise. and that they had more respect for him. But they said he kind of took them through the whole transcript. So did he recreate the whole fucking four quarters of the game? Uh, and then, um, and then like, for 10 minutes, like, I was really quiet, actually, because I was having a pie. Uh, and then at the 15-minute mark, I said, <laughs> yeah, no, But I actually have a feeling that Ross, for all the kind of moaning and groaning you see on the screen, I feel like he wouldn't be a huge talker in the box. What do you think? Uh, I, I reckon he would be. I, th- I think not like a constant commentary, but the commentary that you do get, I imagine, would be so savage. Yeah, yeah. That... I reckon people around him would be afraid to speak. Mm-hmm. 
because they don't want to cop it coming in their direction. I mean, I don't think it'd be on Rocket Eid level from that recording from a few years ago, which is still probably one of the greatest all-time recordings of a coach Rocket, ever. calm down. We can't think. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Will Winston. Get Will Winston off the fucking ground. Uh, but I don't, think Ro- I, don't think, I don't think Ross would be that thorough. Like, he wouldn't be constantly talking. I think he'd pick his moments and he would yes. be oh so mad, evil when he oh, hits the target. The, the things that he does say would be so savage. Yeah. Like, I know the players are saying, hey, we respect him front-footing it. But I tell you what, you would be uh, back-footing it with a helmet on and a guard on and every bit of padding if you got to hear exactly what he said about you individually. Yeah, what he's thinking, what he's... Yeah, like, he's literally like, John, that dude should be put in a shallow grave immediately after the <laughs> game in the car park. Yeah. Like, it'd be brutal. I don't know if I've told this on the podcast, but I uh, was talking to a former assistant coach of Ross Lyons, and he was saying that at one point, that, uh, Ross was being so savage in the box to the assistant coaches, because he'd be like, tell me how many fucking touches has so-and-so had, and yep. someone was really slow on giving it up, yeah, or yeah. who was playing on who, or whatever. And it got to the point where they just went, oh, we're not going to front foot any of this shit. No, another front foot. Hey. We're not going to give him the info he needs because he's really fucking pissing us off. Yeah, sure. It'd be so tense in there, wouldn't it? Like if you, oh, if you are the mate. dude doing, you know, stats or whatever. Or clip. Or, I remember we had, when he had Andy Lee on the show and they'd clip up stuff, like clip up stoppages and stuff like that to show yep. them a quarter time and like, like be manic. Like, I mean, I even know like working on TV stuff, like people like running around like, um, you know, going, oh, do this, do that, do that, do that. When we're recording a show and you go like, you know, you know it's taped. You know we can do yeah. it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can watch this. It's okay. We can it's calm okay. down. <laughs> but it has been a busy couple of weeks at St Kilda Training because they had a big thing on their screen out at uh, RSA, RSA Park. Is that what it is? RSEA? That's a really good question, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they had a big thing up on the screen saying uh, no filming at training. You weren't allowed to film anything. So Ross Lyon has said that he doesn't want any other clubs to access the IP to see how St Kilda managed to kick three goals in a whole game. Yeah, sure. Well, I think that was actually an intra-club match, okay? Yes. So it was like shirts versus skins, Catholics versus Protestants, <laughs> I'm not totally <laughs> yeah. sure. But, okay. um, but yeah, so no filming there to show the uh, the, the stunning tactics St Kilda will use to finish mm. a remarkable 13th this year. <laughs> <laughs> you go, oh, my God, he's got all 36 players in the defensive 50. Yeah, how has I mean, he that's done the that? Thing. Yeah, I mean, you realise, Ross, like one team has to attack. But I actually, I do hope the Saints... Um, do make the eight this year, I must say. I do actually, you know, friend of the show, Charlie, Charlie Clawson, needs some love in his life. But um, yeah, I uh, the Saints have kind of been slowly brewing. Hang on, hang on. I, I need I need some love in my life. Well, you I mean, Carlton, <laughs> do you hope the Carlton makes the eight? If you guys finish seventeenth, that is a beautiful <laughs> outcome. And also, I just pray you've you've given away like first future first rounders, and so you don't actually get a pick in the first round. Fuck, that's savage. But I do find it fascinating the way that clubs will sometimes say, "Don't film today." Film tomorrow, don't film yep. this day. Film And then also, like, even, you know, you take examples like, you know, Hawthorne at Waverley. It's like, don't film today. Guys, there are 50 houses circling your <laughs> oval. <laughs> but also, too, like, if you don't film one day, so you go, and this is going to be our tactics for the upcoming week, aren't you going to see that exposed in the opening couple of minutes of the game? Like, even though, you know, we spoke to uh, Brad Johnson mm. about the yeah. famous flood in 2000 yeah. against Essendon. And for all the flooding that they had, they basically were trailing by, what, three or four goals at three-quarter time. And, and Terry Wallace just said, 
Bloody kick it long. Go for it. And that's it. what they did. They just, you know, the shackles came off, Michael. You know what? There's too many shackles in football. Well, actually, he made a good point, actually, because I remember going to that game the week after. They tried it again against Hawthorne the next week because I think both teams were maybe trying to get into the eight. Uh, off the top of my head, I can't quite remember. I know Hawthorne made the eight that year, that year but we actually defeated them because I suppose they went, well, if they try this, we'll do this. We'll kick yeah. it over them, I suppose. Now, we have got uh, comedy festival shows very close to debuting. I actually think in three weeks. Uh, three weeks. Uh, we're recording this on Saturday, 12.15 Eastern Standard Time. Three weeks and three hours and 35 minutes, I will be on stage calling Jock McHale a fraud. Really? <laughs> Fuck the big things. Oh, a cheat and a fraud. What are the details of your show? It's called Michael Chamberlain's Completely Incomplete History of Australian Rules and it's going to be at the Coopers Inn at 4pm on four Saturdays of the Comedy Festival. So April 1, 8, 15, 22. It's going to be fucking sick. What about you, Adam? And I am. Uh, my show is called High Functioning Idiot. I start on April the 11th, which is just Tuesday, so I've got just over a month. And I'm on at 8, 10pm. Also at the Coopers Inn. Uh, Cooper's in in uh, the city in Melbourne. And also uh, tickets for both of us available at Try Booking. And, of course, junk timers, you can put in the code LOWDOG, all one word. Get yourself a discount. We do love to see your faces. And also you can go through the Comedy Festival website, comedyfestival.com.au. Click through. That will take you to Try Booking as well so you can peruse other shows as well and get a, and, and see what's going on. Yeah, and I did a uh, trial show on Thursday night, and I thought it went okay. So yeah, sick. You know, it's it's gonna it's gonna be good. Oh, that's good, man. That's good. High functioning idiot. Yes. In what ways? Give me a quick snapshot on how you're a high functioning idiot. Because I know you're a high functioning method, but yes. what about high functioning idiot? Well, an idiot is someone who would buy a takeaway tea and then assume that they could drink that straight away. Yeah even though it takes off 13 layers off the roof of your mouth. Yeah. And I know that's going to happen, and yet I still go, oh, this would be okay, and then drink it. And yet I can still hold down a job. So those two things are in direct contrast to each other. Mike. Yeah, I do a lot of that kind of stuff. I'm the kind of guy who's like, nah, nah, I won't get a cab to the airport. Nah, nah, what I'll do is I'll <laughs> get the bus to here, and then I'll catch the train to here, and then you go, fuck, I've read the time wrong, and I'm fucking yeah. running around. Yeah, I do that shit. Even today, actually, I went down to... um. Chatson Shopping Centre for our uh, international list of the Chatson Shopping Centre is like a massive shopping centre. I remember when it was like a mire. Well, that's all it was. Now it's like a whole suburb. So I had to go down there to get a charger for my laptop because it's a nightmare when you have problems with your laptop, right? And anyway, I go there. It's a nightmare. I get it. I come back, find out that all I had to do was restart my computer and the charger wasn't broken in the first place. I'm like, oh, that was $118. Fuck. Fucking someone's doing very well. But I can. $118 charger, by the way, Junk Timers. You can. might want to get along <laughs> to Michael's show because I think he needs a little bit of a, bit I can. of coin to help him out here. I, I can take it back, though. But even on Tuesday night, my job that I do, like I left my charger there overnight. Yeah. And so I had to go on Wednesday morning to pick it up because I you know, need it because my computer was running out of power. And one of the ladies at work was like, I was like, oh, I've just got to pick up my charger. And she's like, but it's your day off. Like, why do you need your laptop? And I'm like, A, you clearly have no understanding of the job I do at this fucking show. And then B, like, do you just, like, not touch your computer, like, during the entire day? Like, oh, it's my day off. I'm just not going to even find out anything about the world today. Well, I reckon a lot of people would be like that. They would use their phones as their kind of access to the outside world. And then they go into work and log back on and be like, oh, here's the Excel spreadsheet that I left 
on Friday afternoon at three o'clock when I had my first drink. Hey, um, someone did a bit more than drinking, Adam. Jack Ginnivan. Actually, and there, there by the grace of God go all of us, but he had a bit of a tight spot about, what, three weeks ago when he got... Uh, can't a man, can't a man go into a toilet cubicle with another man and snort some ketamine off a key without everyone wanting to film it? Michael, what have we become? I actually feel really bad for him. And also, I didn't realise this, but ketamine seems to be the... Uh, talking about it, uh, people say ketamine's what, it's what all the kids are doing these days. Oh, fuck yeah. Mate, we're all into it. That's what I'm selling down the street. That's what I'm using. I'm fucking, I'm on ketamine right now. And it kind of makes sense that it's a horse tranquilizer by the fact that all those horses, they're only like three years old, four years old, five years old. (laughs) That's all the kids are doing it. They love it. And horses, like horses obviously need to be injured. So you'll often see a horse just walk at, um, you know, when they've got like the horse trailer on the back of a Uh car, it'll deliberately walk its shin into the tow bar on the back of that truck just so it can like hobble around and be like oh fuck me shin and they'll be like do you need some k and they'll be like yeah <laughs> and you want to see the size of the fucking key yeah they need to give it to for a horse like like, they have got some fucking nostrils on it. it's like when they hand over the key to the city yes it's like that <laughs> it's they go you want some k and it's like dipping it in and it's really hard to hold that key when you've got hooves. Well, the actual footage of Jack is actually a bit sketchy. And a part of the reason why it was so sketchy was because he actually went into the cube with a horse. So that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I actually generally kind of felt really bad for Jack by the fact, like, this is a really low dog act. Like, was he talk, a Torquay pub? Is that right? It was a Torquay pub, yeah. yeah. And so he kind of went in the toilet. So some dudes, like, filmed through a hole in a window or something no, over a wall like over the top of the cubicle so when are we going to start as a society let's go fucking floor to ceiling walls mm-hmm. and doors in toilet cubicles because yep. you know what i don't want when i'm on the uh, toilet is to hear the motherfucker next door yeah sure just put exhaust fans in each fucking cubicle yep. and solve that problem of the fucking where's the privacy at you ever been to a toilet in the states where they don't have a door on the cubicle? Oh God, no! I've never seen that. No, I mean, yeah. I, I I think there are a few reports of like schools doing that because kids would go in and well, they're probably vaping now as opposed to smoking, but like they yeah. took the doors off the toilets because they were like, um, we want to make sure people aren't smoking in there. I I, I remember this that maybe uh, hopefully this is not too gross, but I um. Uh, in Sydney, this what what two months ago or something, I uh, had to go to the toilets. I think it was at Town Hall Station. You know that oh, you know that God. scene from Train Spotting where he goes yeah, into the worst yeah, toilets yeah. in Scotland. The these were like, like what I did made an improvement to that part. <laughs> <laughs> it was you know, fucking the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. But I was desperate. Mate, you know, you know, you're at a low ebb in life when you have to use oh god the, ma- the main train station's public toilet. Oh, it's like awful. First, first you've got to walk past the urinals and lose your fucking eyelashes and your eyebrows as that fucking smell just wafts over you. It's like it's like Chernobyl. Yeah. You're just in there like oh, I can't breathe, and then you close that that um, stainless steel door behind oh, you, god. and you're like, and you're lucky if they've got a seat. So now you got to do this weird fucking squat. And then they've got that wax paper which just shifts stuff around and doesn't do anything. And you're like, oh, I am just going to go and lay down on the tracks because that was where my life it is It really at. is the kind of thing like where you just go, I I just need to go home now. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going off to do stand-up or whatever. I'm like, yeah. I need to go home and I need to like soak in bleach for three weeks just to get all of this out of my system. 
Or you need to go to one of those car washes. Which yeah, is yeah. Really Give me the lot, man. Spray. Give me the lot. <laughs> yeah, just walking through with the brushes fucking hitting you and you're like, oh, God, it's not getting it off. You just strip off nude at the entrance and just walk through. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel really bad because the guy filmed it mm. um, and then immediately thought, I've got something, and went straight to Channel 7. Okay, yes. so the idea is that you couldn't see Jack actually doing anything and you c- I don't think you c- could even tell it was him. So it was a pretty poor shot. But the guy went straight to Channel 7 and said, hey, I've got this. And you got the general vibe that it is him. Yeah, yeah, you got the gist. Yeah, and they were like, mm, we're not really into this. And so they went and told Collingwood and then Collingwood front-footed it and told Did the that. AFL. And so therefore, like, they kind of, I mean, it, to, to the credit of the media company, like, they kind of, you know, didn't, you know, stitch him up. And um, didn't pay for it. Yeah, yeah. And um, But it was like, fuck, man, you're a pretty fucking low dog. Fucking, you're intentionally trying to fuck someone now, you know? Yes, and the, the thing I hate about it, so there was a shot, someone took a photo of the guy filming over the... Oh, God. Uh, ...over the booth. And what I love is that, you know, um, he has requested, you know, even though he's invaded Jack Ginnivan's privacy, this guy... Wants his privacy. And it's like, why do you get it? Why do you get yeah, to yeah. do that to Jack Inneban and then he gets to suffer that? It's really strange. Maybe there should be kind of some kind of, in the future, like some kind of AI future, like where phones mm. like shut down when you go into toilets of any type. That's so. not a bad idea. But also, can I just put it out there to any junk timers listening? If you are going to film them in the toilets doing drugs, please turn your phone to landscape. Like, mm. do it properly, yeah, you yeah. know? Get a better Make shot. sure you get vision in and out yeah. of the bathroom. Don't just fucking quickly put it up there and hold it over. Make sure you've got a good look at what you are filming. We don't want, you know, the edge of the toilet cubicle. We mm. don't want the wall. We want the we want a shot, a money shot yep. of the key with the K on it. Yep. You know, just think about what you're fucking doing and do it properly. If you're gonna invade someone's privacy, for God's sake, get it right. But also and this is you know, football world and non football world, but also like mm. how desperate are people to take photos of their friends doing drugs? Like who oh, like you kind of see someone just be like, Well, I've I mean, like, I've, I've taken a lot of photos of, like, my nephew and nieces over the <laughs> well, years. Well, that sentence really took a turn there. Take You're photos like, of my ne- a lot nephew of- or nieces where there's, like, a cute moment. I go, I want to remember this moment. And then, yeah, but like, I don't, like, just go, like, oh, fuck, my friend's fucking up. I'm going to fucking take a photo of it and film it. Yeah, but what if, okay, you look back on those photos and your nieces and nephews have a little Kmart plate in the background, <laughs> a couple of little, little lines of fucking whiz-fizz lined up there. They go, fucking Uncle Michael's take, got the camera out. <laughs> You're down at the primary school showing the teachers, go, mate, look at what he's up to. <laughs> well, I know why Tuesday was a bad day for him then. <laughs> <laughs> Do you seem sad on Tuesday? He was out of I control. <laughs> But actually, Collingwood supporter made a very good point, which I actually quite agree with. There was a Collingwood which supporter. supporter? It's a guy called uh, Maguire, I think it is. A Collingwood supporter. He's just a big Collingwood okay. supporter. Yeah, a guy called right. Edward Maguire, and right. um, and he made a point that uh, players could be maybe faced with extortion uh, about clips like this. And I actually thought that's actually a very good point, Mister Millionaire Hot Seat. Like, um, players could be faced with extortion where they kind of you know that nothing to stop that guy from going into the toilets after taking that footage and going, "Hey, Jack." Give me fifty grand, or I'm going to the press. I'm putting it online. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, and I, and I guess you know what, and if that sort of thing starts happening, that's when um, players just refuse to go out. Like you know, yeah. you almost rarely see NBA players or NFL players yeah. being completely and utterly in public. Whereas you know, we've got pretty good access. We've got you know, footballers in real life. It would kill off that segment if that became a thing. You yeah, know, that'd just be like, oh, I saw you know Patrick Dangerfield's um, motorcade going down the Princess Highway on the way to Geelong. That's the only access that we would have to footballers. Well, that's actually a good point by the fact that um, he when you look at the houses of like NFL, NBA players and the like. Oh man, and, and they've got like, you know, basements down at the bottom where they essentially have their own nightclubs. And it's like, yeah, because we party at my house. We don't go and party out at the clubs. I mean, I like the idea of that. I'm not against that. Well, you've got a basement at your house, but that's for different, <laughs> yeah, that's for different yeah, things. Yeah, oh, I call it a party. <laughs> I call it a party. But I actually think that's a genuine point. And also it could even be just, you know, relationship stuff or you know like you know hey you fucked me over on this i'm gonna go public on twitter unless you give me you know 15 20 grand well the other thing that collingwood supporter uh, brought up a couple of years ago was he was talking whenever they published the um salaries of the players yep. that it could open them up to you know uh kidnapping yeah like yeah. someone could go oh someone so earns this much money and we're going to kidnap their kid and it's like well you'd get the kid autographed first by the person I and then so. you kidnap him so they're worth a bit more now I'm actually thinking back, actually, mm. and maybe, and uh, this is a football in real life from a few years ago, which we, actually, we didn't have the names on it, so we didn't actually, we actually weren't bad in this situation. Okay. But do you remember there was a there was a football in real life where a, a junk timer had bought some form yes. of drug yes. from a player at a yes, music yes, festival? I, I remember. Yes, and they. Thought the price was a bit over the top. <laughs> no, 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 the player complained about the price. Right. And the junk timer was like, dude, I know how much you make, you can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> That's extortion. That is extortion right there. <laughs> Just the idea that an AFL player would haggle. Oh, God. Anyway, heck. I mean, I think the average wage is now like 400 grand. I think it went up again this year. So, you know. I mean, not as good as us, mate, but, you know, well, they're doing all right. Clearly not. But, okay, would the uh, would the players be able to afford to buy food and drink now at the MCG because inflation is bitten and food and drink is going up at the MCG. First time since 2019. Yeah, sure. The uh, the good people at, uh, what is it? Price? Priceless? What's the, yeah, I think so. What's the or spotless. spotless. Spotless, yeah, catering? Spotless. Yeah. All right, how much, uh, before you look at the article, how much uh, will a, how much will a hot dog cost you? I reckon, how much does a hot dog cost, you reckon? I reckon a hot dog would go for, like, new price? New price, yeah. I reckon a hot dog would go for uh, $8.50. Yeah, see, I would have thought forty eight fifty for a hot dog. Five fifty now. Actually, that's not a bad deal, actually. You're saving three bucks. I mean, you know, that is ridiculously expensive for a hot dog, but footy hot dog, you're like, oh, not bad. That's actually not too bad. I actually don't mind that at all. Because I, my, my, actually, let, let's talk about your football eating habits. Because mine are very specific by the fact I can't really eat a great deal of the footy with my gluten stuff. So I have a yep. gluten free pie, which is actually quite delicious. And it actually is actually real mince. It's not like, you know, the, the greyhound that got, you know, finished last <laughs> <laughs> on Wednesday night at the. <laughs> Um, at the Meadows. <laughs> yeah, the Meadows. I was trying to yeah. think of the name of it. You go, yeah. oh yeah, because my pies always taste slightly like deep heat. <laughs> you go, which part of the which part of the greyhound is this? Um, but what's what were your footy eating habits? 
You know what? I generally don't eat at the footy. Um, you oh, know, like, saves fucking, fucking room for the fucking frost, mate. That's right, exactly. <laughs> Eating's cheating. Um, and even when they give me like a bourbon and coke, I get the fucking, I get them to take the ice out. Oh, I don't take want the fuck, ice I don't out, want mate, fucking, no. I don't want fucking speed humps, mate. What no, are you I don't doing? I fucking dilute this shit, man. I'm getting fucked <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> but generally, I won't eat at the footy. Okay. Like I, I certainly wouldn't eat a pie because the fucking feeling that that would give me for hours afterwards would just the grease. Oh, Michael. So I might, if I get anything, I might just get some hot chips, pick at the crispy ones, and then use the others to throw at opposition supporters as the game goes on. Yeah, sure. So the hot chips have gone up a dollar. Now, to, uh, uh, well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to say in the AFL defence, but uh, maybe it is. But, like, the, the, the prices did go down post-COVID years. Like, they cut the prices. So okay. now I think they're going back to maybe their natural habitat. So hot chips goes up a buck. Pie goes up a buck. Um, the, fi- the thing I find interesting here, a chicken burger is... Eleven fifty, yeah, and then a beef burger, yeah, is five bucks. I can't believe that. I, that yeah, really- I, I cannot imagine a ground around Australia when you can get a burger, a beef burger, or any burger for five dollars at the footy. No I'd, fucking way. I would actually be curious. Like I, I don't know if McDonald's put their menu prices on their website, but like I would imagine you, you don't get much change for five bucks from a a Big Mac at McDonald's, surely. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. So I think I a beef burger for five bucks is a pretty good time. deal. But then I reckon, like, you know what? It's actually so cheap that you'd be foolish not to buy tickets to the footy, even if you're not into it, just to take the kids out for dinner. Well, you know, actually, what I actually did do a few times. When, did you ever come to a place when I lived in East Melbourne, just over the road from the MCJ? This is like years no. and years ago. Yeah, so I lived behind the Pullman Hotel now. It was the Hilton at the time. And... You could tell it was a goal before it went through by the fact you could hear the crowd before the TV coverage um, showed you. And Disappointing that TV's on delay. I mean, come on. Well, it was like by like two seconds. But no, there, no, it's not good enough. But, I wanted instant. But it was literally like one straight back from... Um, and now I'm reflecting. I'm looking like I lived in East Melbourne, so <laughs> clearly I'm doing... Uh, very well back then. So did you move from East Malvern to East Melbourne? Is that the... The culture the shock. <laughs> 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 no, my brother went to study in America and so I took over his apartment. I was doing very well at the time. Um, yes. But um, it was my first time out. And um, I... Um, uh, but there were a couple of times where I was like, fuck, the footies aren't the G. I'm like... A pie doesn't taste any better than at the footy. And so I actually would, a game that I didn't want to go to, but just went in to get a pie at the MCG because I'm like, yeah, eating a pie at the footy. Nothing yeah. better than that. Because you didn't have to pay to get in. <laughs> the footy. Have you, okay, when was the last time? And I know this is a difficult question for you because you do have your gluten issue, but when was the last time you ate a pie outside of the footy? Uh, that's a good question. I reckon I've probably done it a few times because. They, they bob up in the shops every now and then. So sometimes you're going to go, oh, yeah, well, you know, I might have these gluten-free party pies and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but generally like the whole pie, like a big proper pie, like, yeah, only at the footy, yeah, and then it's the gluten-free ones, yeah. I'm celiac, guys, so kind of get off my back. We're so, okay, so circling back, though, uh, like I wouldn't eat a pie at the footy. Having said that, when I have been in the corporate area, which happens to me on the odd occasion, mm-hmm is I will chow down on party pies like it, they're about to um, become extinct. Absolutely, absolutely. Like even um, uh, footy franks, like 
Yeah. I mean, which is, you know, a smaller version of hot dogs. But, like, I remember my um, sister would feed them to her kids when they were little. And, like, and she's like, you know, Mick, can you go and put the um, the food on the table? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I, if they have, like, five on their plate, by the time yep. I got to the table, they had two. <laughs> <laughs> they are addictive. They are made, they are made from 100% sodium. But they are fucking <laughs> delicious. Of course. Who doesn't love salt? But I'm trying to oh, wonder. You know what they should do? Instead of sodium... If you filled a hot dog with chicken salt, yep. you are fucking on to something. But I'm trying to wonder what, what wonders are they doing to the chicken burger that they're not doing to the beef burger. And also, like, I think, like, chicken would be a cheaper meat, I'd imagine, by the fact sometimes I, sometimes I buy chicken to kind of cook a whole roast chicken and um, and kind of go, I feel like I should should be paying more for this chicken. Like, this feels too cheap. Really? You, you're concerned the chickens aren't getting enough kickback? Well, I'm just going to... You're undercutting like, yourselves, fellas. Charge it, more. But it's a little bit like, you know, it's like eight bucks or whatever for a whole chicken. I'm like going, I feel like I feel like I should be paying more for for this this quality bird who do you, lived, do you a, lived, a, lived a horrific life <laughs> in the darkness. <laughs> do you buy yourself a little bit of a bachelor's handbag occasionally, do you? I actually got a bachelor's handbag the, um, last weekend, I think. Well, last Sunday, I think it was, yeah. yeah. So I was working back late and I got the got the shame bag and did the shame yep. walk. And then actually <laughs> one, of the, one of the other people at the ABC was working back a bit later and um, came into the kitchen and I was cutting up the bachelor's handbag shame pile and putting it in the <laughs> microwave. And I was like, and I was like, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's completely understandable. But what actually for ten fifty for a schooner for a beer? I feel like that's not bad for a footy. Like a, for for a football game. Like I figure like at a at a bar pub whatever. Like you're paying more than that. So I feel like that's not a bad rate. Now that would probably be mid strength. Do you think? Uh, yeah, that is an excellent question. I'm going to say that is full strength. I reckon mid-strength would be a little bit under that. Or, you know what, a lot of times at night, I reckon uh, mid-strength is exactly the same price because they're just a bit like, hey, you fucking pathetic alcoholic, you're going to drink this regardless. And then you're like, well, it's not touching the sides, man, I'm not feeling anything, so you've got to drink more of them, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that is, um, that's what mid-strength does. It just makes you drink more. Because you're fucking, you're going to get pissed no matter what, mate. And if you've got to work hard for it, as an Aussie, you'll fucking do it. But also, I mean, are you, you're you not a get drunk at the football kind of guy, right? Like, I, I literally have never gone to a sporting occasion and been like, I'm, oh, get, Michael. I'm getting on it today. Like, Michael, I, Michael, Michael. Yeah, I, I, I watch the game. Like, I always find it fascinating when I go to the number of grand finals that I've been to and you look at the bar and it's completely full. And I go oh, like, Michael, aren't you watching no. the game? No, no, please. When I'm in a, uh, when I've been in corporate areas, I've had to like slow down because you get there like, because it's all free. You get there like forty-five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, Before sure. the game, and then like they're about to bounce the ball, and you nearly stumble down the stairs into your, you know almost fall out of the corporate box under the seats below, and you're like, I better take it easy here. I, th- I can't remember if it was you or a friend of the show, Limo, but I feel like it might have been Limo. You might clarify this, but I think it was Limo telling me a story about how. He did like the North Melbourne breakfast, the grand final breakfast one year. And he kind of went out the front, kind of maybe, you know, going to another gig or whatever. And like it was like 8.30 in the morning and there was like one bloke you overheard going, fuck man, I better slow down. <laughs> it's like <laughs> 8.30 in the morning. Mate, it's grand final day. Oh, dude. Hey, we got some footballers in real life coming up, but do you want to take us through some super coach stuff? 
Yeah, so any junk timers who are interested in Supercoach, I've got a bunch of leagues here, so get your pens out and uh, actually go get your pens and listen to Footballers in Real Life and then we'll circle back and I'll give you these codes. Hey, can I quickly, while people are getting their pens, can we talk about, was it Cunningham at Carlton who popped the shoulder? Oh, yes. He popped the shoulder while wrestling. Yeah, and apparently, um, so David Cunningham, who he did his knee, I think, uh, almost like a year and a half ago now. So set out all of last year. He's had a really rotten run with luck. And they were doing some wrestling in the change rooms, yeah. you know, as a part of their program, like the grappling kind of yeah. thing. And I th- my belief, my understanding is they were maybe mucking around a little bit and his shoulder came out and Vossi weren't none too happy. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, I think I actually had to kind of go towards like a work cover kind of thing, like kind of um, safety in the workplace. Um, but the thing I found interesting about them wrestling is that yeah. the shoulder popped up when he got hit from behind with a chair. <laughs> <laughs> you went all that way. I did. <laughs> all that way for that. Hey, did he blade? Did he blade what? after he got? Did he blade? <laughs> Why don't I give you some super coach leagues while you all process <laughs> that joke? So, uh, just if you can, junk timers, just choose one and pick that. Don't jump in all five because that would be unfair to our um, many millions of listeners. And so just before we get into this kind of fantasy world that you live in, so you're yeah. you're on the record saying you know you don't watch Star Wars because you're an adult, you don't read Harry Potter because you're an adult, you don't I'm watch Marvel films or superhero films or Batman films because you're an adult. an adult, and I'm yet an adult. You, you play a little game, you play mm. a little uh, play a little little contest where you have a fiction, you're fiction, you're a fictional coach of a fictional team, and do you pay money for this as well? I am in a league where I do pay money. You yes. are a fucking child. I want to hit you with a chair right now. <laughs> I'd like to hit myself with a chair because of that joke. Move on. Give you a little codes for a little <laughs> fantasy game. <laughs> if you want to join me in our little fantasy world, the Supercoach League numbers are 902815. 902815783. Five nine three seven double eight five nine three two zero seven one six zero two zero seven one six zero eight eight seven zero nine four eight eight seven zero nine four and the final one five seven eight seven four three that number again five seven eight seven four three and I look forward to seeing you in there junk timers may the best and worstest team name win. We're going to wrap it up shortly. We've got some footballers in real life, but don't forget our comedy festival shows. Adam and myself can be found at comedyfestival.com.au. You can click through to get the tickets there. It's going to be awesome. And we've got some footballers in real life from Wayne. On Sunday afternoon, I saw Lockie Neal, Hugh McCluggage, and Jacob Pryor at the Halfway House at Brisbane Golf Club. Halfway House meaning like a that's the name of the bar, do you think? or Yeah, or maybe it's like if you're in between the... Um uh, ninth and tenth after you played the first nine. Yeah, but I've never heard to it referred to as that. Uh, I didn't see what Lockie Neal had from the snack bar as I was memorised by his cannonball fa- f- calves. Uh, Prior brought a chicken sandwich on wholemeal bread, and Huey bought a tub of fruit salad and a muesli bar. Uh, the boys were staying healthy, no beers in sight. Uh, I spoke to Hugh. He agreed it was a hot day. The boys <laughs> looked in very fine condition. Good chat. That was a good chat. <laughs> the weather. Finally, I also saw the Margaret River Chocolate Factory in October. He may be stalking me. At that time, he was getting stuck into free samples of chocolate, milk chocolate buttons, uh, off-season letting his hair down, no doubt. 
I was relieved to see him off the chocolate buttons and back on the sensible diet with the season approaching. I am actually curious. Oh, Margaret River Chocolate Factory. Yeah, sure. So, like, that would be a chocolate shop in Margaret River. I thought it was, like, maybe, like, a festival or something of some type. Oh, okay. Uh, From Damien. My wife, Sam, bumped into Paul Seedsman yesterday. Woolies in Brighton. Uh, He was... uh, It was a literal bump as they both did the sorry. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't read out the next bit, but he's just surprisingly tall. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, red- but we- thank you for the detail. Yeah, we quickly Damien, redacted a bit there. We don't yes. want to say, yeah, out loud. Uh, he wasn't wearing sunglasses and showed no measurable signs of concussion. Interesting. So maybe what Damien is saying that because uh, Seedsman has uh, already been ruled out, um, you know, which is not great uh, this season with concussion. But he was saying he's not wearing the sun. He's in the supermarket. Very bright in there. I hear what you're saying, Damien. It seems like uh, he's just in it for the compo. Yeah, and um, and yeah. Yeah, we can't say what the redacted bit was, but yeah, don't don't put don't put stuff like that in there. No, 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 do put redacted <laughs> stuff in because that's that way we miss out. Don't you fucking dare tell people to <laughs> withhold things from us, you idiot. Okay, we're gonna hit the road. We are junk time alpha pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the gram. Go hookers! Oh, that K is rough. Go blues. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.